Back here in the Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole with you. Thanks so much for joining us on this Saturday morning. Time now for the staple of the show. It's our usual Ask the Doctor segment here on Sports Medicine Weekly, giving our listeners the opportunity to have Dr. Cole address their specific sports injury issues. Very easy to get involved. You can go to our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com, and go to the homepage on the website, and when you see the picture of Dr. Cole and you're truly on the right side of that page, click on that link and ask the doc a question. Got some great ones for you again this week. Dr. Brian, you ready? I'm ready. All right, question number one. Dr. Cole, does the sugar content in fruit make it bad for you? A lot of people always ask that. It, yeah, it's a great question because there's a lot of people who are trying these sort of carb-restricting diets, and the whole premise is that you're trying to do things that keep you what we call euglycemic, in other words, keeping your sugar levels at a at a proper level. So when we and and then it has to do with fat production and burning fat and so forth. If you're just having pure sugars, which is what's present in a lot of things, the processed food and so forth that have added sugars, that's a bad thing. But fruit isn't that way. Fruit is actually a whole food. So. The, the great thing about fruit is that it has fiber and there's other nutrients. And the fact that you're doing fiber and at the same time, say, fructose, it has a bit of fructose in it, which is like sugar, if you will. Um, but that combination actually makes it much, makes a much more slow, a slower release of sugar in your bloodstream. So you don't get that insulin spike. So think about it. If you eat like a cookie or something really sweet in the afternoon and you get that fatigue, that's because you get a, a pure sugar spike then insulin goes up, and then you get hypoglycemic, relatively hypoglycemic. It draws the sugar out of your blood, and then you get sleepy. The thing about fruit is it's much more controlled because you have water, fiber, nutrients that come all together, so your body processes it much in a much better way. Now, look, um, a lot of fructose is not a great thing, and fruit does have some fructose, um, uh, but it's not enough that it reaches uh, to a significant level that will affect people in terms of diabetes. They have type 2 diabetes and obesity. So if you're going to have sugar... Fruit is the way to go. Always choose the fruit over the Snickers bar. Yeah, I would if I were you. Absolutely, yes. I definitely would. Got it. Question number two here in our Ask the Doctor segment. What are some alternatives, Dr. Cole, to coffee that I can use for energy? Oh, there's there's a lot that are sort of natural sources, if you will. Uh, Green teas, especially like a matcha tea, which actually has the highest caffeine content that you can do pre-workout. It's interesting. If you look at uh, performance-enhancing, we won't call them drugs, but performing, enhancing, say, supplements. Uh, Caffeine is one that actually has evidence that it does uh, enhance performance when you're training. So uh, the added advantage of doing green tea as a source of caffeine is it actually is anti-inflammatory as well. So that's a terrific source of uh, caffeine if you want to use a pre-workout, and it also reduces inflammation. Uh, Yerba mate, that's also a naturally caffeinated herbal tea that contains about 80 milligrams of caffeine per cup. So if you have a regular cup of coffee, Steve, that's like 50. So getting 80 uh, with uh, Yerba mate is another way as a form of tea. It also has a number of other nutrients like riboflavin, thiamine, phosphorus, iron, calcium, vitamin C, and vitamin E. So that's another terrific uh, uh, terrific source. And then, you know, look, if you're sensitive to caffeine, uh, citrus can be invigorating as well, like hot lemon water and apple cider vinegar and things like that. One of the challenges with caffeine, it can make people pretty jittery. So you have to be a little bit careful. Some people just don't tolerate it well. So uh, citrus, for example, like I say, uh, hot lemon and water or apple cider vinegar can be a, a good alternative and maybe achieve some of the same effect. All righty. Question number three for Dr. Cole. My kids Dr. Cole, have a hard time swallowing pills, so I give them gummy vitamins. Are they still getting the same nutritional benefits? A lot of parents I know want to know this one. 
They have young kids. Yeah, this is, you know, I, even my even my daughter Ava still does, you know, these gummies in the morning. And I think part of it is not necessarily they can have trouble swallowing pills. It just t- it's like eating a gummy bear. It's, it, it tastes a lot better. It's like having candy. So it's much easier to get a kid to take a gummy vitamin. But it's, it's interesting. In 2017, there was a, an analysis by Consumer Labs, and they found that four out of five gummy products contained more or less their listed amount of ingredients. But the ones that were less, most likely to fail um, – uh, were gummies actually in terms of any testing. So when they looked at uh, these different products, the gummies were most likely to fail. But there are a couple brands out there that they support, like Flintstone Vitamins, uh, Women's Gummy made by Nature's Way. Uh, those both uh, passed consumer lab testing. Uh, the other challenge, though, is that most contain a little bit of sugar, so it's like eating candy, which adds up. So you got to watch your kids. Some of them just go in, they start pounding gummies. You're, that's not that's not the intent. Take the re- take the recommended dose. Uh, it's not gummy bears, so that's the other challenge because it tastes so good. Yeah, so it's not horrible for you, but uh, take in moderation to make sure the parents are controlling the intake, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and I would look. I think going to ConsumerLab.com is a good place to go because I don't think all of them give the nutritional value that you probably need. So as I mentioned, Flintstones and Women's Gummies made by Nature's Way are the two that showed up on the Consumer Lab as uh, passing the test. By the way, in your practice, Dr. Cole, when an adult says, I'm not going to take, I can't swallow pills, you know, you, you give me a painkiller or something uh, that I need to take orally, um, what do you do then? Well, you got to be careful because a lot of pain, it's a great question, a lot of pain relievers are coded for a timed release. So, you know, it's a, it could be very dangerous to take a pain reliever and crush it up because you can't swallow a whole pill. So that's something you have to look into. There are some medicines that are not uh, delayed release that are probably safe to do that, but that's something you got to check with the pharmacy or your doctor. There are a, a number of medicines that are coming in an elixir or liquid form. So I have kids or young kids who we operate on who need to have an elixir form. So keep in mind, Motrin is probably one of the greatest pain relievers we have. That's ibuprofen. And I use that a lot after surgery. And then, for example, Tylenol-3, which is a, a coding derivative of if you need pain medications after surgery, that also comes in an elixir. So, uh, And then there's plenty of antibiotics that come in elixirs as well, liquid format. So um, you know there are alternatives, but I would caution people that if you're having trouble swallowing pills, don't resort to just breaking up a pill because they're usually time release based upon what coats them. All right, great stuff. Dr. Cole, appreciate it. We are out of time. Many thanks to our producer. As always, he is Shane Reardon, our coordinating producer, Tracy Torrell. Also want to thank David Cole for managing our website, which is sportsmedicineweekly.com, and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith. She does a great job coordinating from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. We thank you so much for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on The Score. Up next on The Score, Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. We'll be back with a brand-new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly next Saturday, 8 a.m., only on 670 The Score.